Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi there, let's go. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. The Bills over the Steelers in the wild card round, 31-17. Bulldog will now unexpectedly be tested with a hard question right away because it is a Monday, not really the weekend. So you have to be Uh ready for, you know, the good stuff here. It's a a regular work day. Where is it best to start? Tonight, last week, like the last 48 hours, or next week? What do you think? It's the post-game show, but there are, you know, good options here. Uh, I, 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 think, I think it's a playoff win. It's a, it, I, I don't think we should be so spoiled that it does not warrant uh, at least to start our full attention. Uh, I, I felt like this game was... A little bit like this, like the entire season. Uh, and it's not perfect, but like the season started, it looked like the Bills were kind of going to cruise early, and then it got really bumpy. And then in the end, I don't, I don't exactly cruise to the playoffs. This is where this whole thing gets a little, maybe a little rocky. But <laughs> today was a ride, man. Like 21 nothing, Josh Allen running for 52 yards. Like they are going to murder this team. And I don't know, around the time Terrell Bernard got loaded onto a cart. Uh, I started to feel pretty tense. Um, And, you know, the injuries are a big part of that. Uh, But, you know, the game was kind of in doubt there for a little bit. They needed that drive uh, that culminated with that fantastic play by Khalil Shakir to sort of, okay, I'm fine now. Uh, But I was, it got a little tense there. I don't don't know if I have a lot of company in that, but I'll bet I do. Um, Because it just seemed like you were going to run away with this game and then, what are you? Wait, wait, wait. One score game? What, what time is it? It's probably too early on January 15th to send these Christmas cards, let's say holiday cards, to the Steelers for every Najee Harris run when, once the Bills were out of linebackers. Uh, and, and Micah Hyde is grabbing his lower right leg uh, on the field as the Steelers are down, what? I mean, maybe 14 at that point, but just the injuries. It is interesting, and we'll see what we'll hear what Sean McDermott has to say about it coming up. Josh Allen, as uh, usually happens, will go first. That's coming up. If you don't know, I mean, why would this crazy person on the radio bring up next week? What even is next week? I mean, it was all about tonight. It's it's not even a week. It is Sunday tonight. Is it's Monday night right now? Sunday at six thirty. It's the game. Any non-Chiefs fan has been waiting for for at least five years, an actual road game involving Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, perhaps Taylor Swift, the Chiefs at the Bills, Sunday, this Sunday, 6.30. And um, Bulldog, hopefully fans don't have to shovel snow to, to sit down uh, for this <laughs> yes, game. Yes, 
Yes, uh, we we can hope. I've not I've not yet looked at the advanced forecast. I guess maybe um, that's a failing on my part. Uh, but I we'll, have. We'll, oh, good. What 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 do we got? Well, there's good news and bad news. The good news is. 25, mid-20s, sort of normal, nice, playable. The bad news is that, what did we say last week about the weather for this game? Like, who? when when did we realize that the game could even possibly be moved? Like, Friday? Yeah. I don't think it was before Friday that I was thinking about this game being moved. Right. So, um, we'll see what happens. But at least the Chiefs are going to have to come here today, as cold as it was, in Orchard Park, it was warmer than it was in Kansas City for their playoff game, which was uh, two days ago. We are waiting for Josh Allen. We'll hang out here until we get him. Bulldog, you ready? The Skyworks stats of oh, the game? Sure. Skyworks equipment rental. I was building America from the ground up. What do you know about some of the statistics from this game we watched? Just waiting for you to ask me about this. Yes. Uh, oh, here's Josh Allen. The way that our stadium was able to play today, the fans that came out and shoveled through last night and this morning, um, I mean, that's, that speaks volumes about our community and how much, you know, support that we have from our fans. And um, we just love that we can come out and, and play the way we did and, and give them that, too. How happy were you that they made this right decision to move the game back? Uh, I mean, I get, you know, people keep, you know, saying that's that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted. And we, we had no... Um, call in that or no say in that you know that was a health and safety issue from the state um we would have played yesterday would have played saturday would have played friday it wouldn't have mattered we would have come out here and played when we were told to play yeah um they they played man it was third and long they played man um didn't have a great man call on so i decided to try to find a lane and uh, got i don't know 15 20 yards downfield and you know there's the a lot of guys screaming slide and didn't slide and scored. So it worked out that time. How frustrating was that sequence? You're up 21 nothing, going for more, and then you made the two throws that ended up incomplete and the field goal. Just that whole, that right there seemed yeah. like the front part of the game. Yeah. Um, stayed too long on my first read there. If I would have come down to um, uh, Khalil on, on our little mesh route there in man-to-man, would have been different. And then, obviously, that next play to Steph, the kid made a heck of a play getting down the middle. You know, if I put 1% more mustard on that, I think it's, you know, a different story going into halftime. But it is what it is. Every every situation or every game's got a different situation that arises. And, um, you know, I'm just happy that our team was real, resilient enough to, to find a way through it. Josh, you mentioned Khalil. I mean, what can you say about the, the play and the touchdown, mm-hmm. his, his effort, and just the option that he's become for you and really evolved? Uh, he's been fantastic. And... Uh, it's not a secret anymore. Teams are starting to game plan for him. Um, but, again, the, ki- the, the kid just works hard. He doesn't ever complain about anything. He's always where he's supposed to be. You watch him when he's not getting the ball. He's following the ball. He's getting downfield. He's trying to make a block. He plays football the right way. And, again, when you do that and you combine that with, you know, his physical talents, he's very shifty. He's very quick. His hands are fantastic. Um, and you put yourself in good positions – uh, to have success, and he's been making the most out of it, and it's been it's been fun to see him grow as a as a young player. Eight touchdown. That was right after the turnover. So you're waiting for the call. Once you get the call, do you immediately know it's going to be a shot? Are you going for, a, you know, a kill shot basically? Yeah. Um. You know, trusting what what Joe's calling, and 
guys went out there and executed. That's a, a game plan play that we had in against their specific defense. And we saw the exact look that we practiced and uh, made a heck of a catch there. Yeah, the Khalil touchdown, that, that drive, again, only being up seven after however the game was going, guys are going down. Um, I mean, I also want to give a shout out to AJ Klein and Dorian and Kyer for stepping up in, in a game like this. You know, AJ was on the on the streets a couple couple weeks ago. He was on his couch. Um, so for him to come back and, and be forced to play and played such a big part, and I don't know how many tackles he had, but he was all over the field today. Kyer stepping up, making a huge interception. You know, we go down, we score a touchdown on that drive too. So that's uh, those are those plays are you can't. Script them any better, but again, this guy stepping up, the game of football, injuries are going to happen, um, and it's it's nice to know we have guys that have the opportunity to, to make plays and they make them. We lose guys like that, though. Does it take something to away from the win? Um, you know, it's hard to win in this league. Um, you know, I hate I hate to see guys go down on either side of the ball, really. Um, and it's one of the things I pray for before every game is making sure that both both sides you know are safe from from serious injury and. You know, I understand, and I think everybody in the locker room understands the type of game that we play and, and what comes with it. Um, it. It sucks, though, when you got guys that are playing at such a high level, guys that are young, that are figuring things out and, um, you know, having injuries. So, again, we got to figure figure it out and what's going to go on there, and guys are going to step up, and, um, yeah, it takes, takes everybody. Hey, Josh, you finally get the Chiefs here next week. Um, <coughs> what kind of atmosphere do you expect? What kind of atmosphere do you need? Uh, we're gonna need a fantastic atmosphere, you know. Um, I thought the atmosphere tonight was was great. Guys, guys and girls, uh, Bills Mafia of all ages came in and um, did their job, forced a couple false starts, um, and again, the, the vibe, the energy, the juice that we we can use from that is instrument. Like it, you just can't chalk it up to anything other than um, momentum. Uh, something you can't see, but something you can definitely feel, and they give that to us. You always hear about the 24 hour rule. Does that go out the window knowing where you are in the season, what opponent is next, and that it's a later start because it's already Monday? Yeah, we're, we're a step behind already. We understand that. Um, so, again, I think it's going to be very crucial for guys to get their rest and uh, making sure that we're getting in the training room and rehabbing as much as we can. Because um, I know guys are going to be bruised and beat up tomorrow. Uh, so, again, it's, it's going to take everybody this week. It's going to take. You know, our, our training staff, um, our equipment staff, um, our strength room, and, and our cafeteria for getting getting our guys right to ready and ready to go. Josh, how much with everything you guys went through, the push to, to kind of finish the end of the season, to get to this point, Pittsburgh's coming back in this game, the tide's kind of turning on you a little bit there, and then you, you, know, you put together that drive and it ends with the Shakir touchdown. <coughs> I guess kind of the identity that's evolved down the stretch, how much did that play in at that point in the game? Well, I mean, I think we're playing at a comfortable level because of the uncomfortable situations that we've been in this last six, seven weeks. Um, you know, it's almost a, a sense of our breath of fresh air knowing that everybody's in the same position that we are, we've, we have been, you know, win or go home. And um, to be in that situation, like I said, the, the, the dividends that it's going to pay off, um, you know, I think you kind of saw that tonight of, you know, we were cool, calm, and collected, and nobody, nobody blinked, and we just kind of went out there and did our job, and we're going to need to continue to do that. Hey, guys. Josh Allen and the Bills move on to the AFC divisional round against Kansas City. And thank goodness he was asked what he thought the atmosphere for a playoff game 
in Orchard Park between the Bills and Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, would be like? Because if he didn't say he thought it would be actually festive and wild, I mean, we would have all assumed he thought it would probably be pretty flat. Before we get to the stats from Bulldog, he's been sitting there champing at the bit. Mm. First, though, 10 seconds for our friends along the network to tell us who you are. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo and WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Okay, Bulldog, the eye test is one thing, but as you know, it's it can be faulty. What do the numbers say about well, how the Bills the, played? The quarterbacks had uh, very comparable games here. Um, you know, statistically from a completion percentage and yardage standpoint, Allen 21 to 30 for 203, three touchdowns, no picks. Rudolph threw two touchdowns, had the one pick in the end zone, 22 of 39 for 229. Allen with the running, though, holy cow, eight for 74, including a 52-yard touchdown run. James Cook led the way, 18 carries for 79 yards. Receiving-wise, Steph Diggs, 7 for 52. Dalton Kincaid, 3 for 59 and a score. Uh, Deontay Hardy had one big gain, 1 for 34. Dawson Knox got a touchdown. That was his only reception. And Khalil Shakir, what a play on the 17-yard touchdown. They're going to ice this game and calm, I don't know, my nerves. I'll assume a lot of Bills fans' nerves. 3 for 31 uh, and that score for Khalil Shakir in the game. Rushing-wise for the the Steelers, Jalen Warren, 8 for 38. Najee Harris, 12 for 37. Ineffectual, really, uh, on the ground. Uh, George Pickens, 5 for 50 through the air. Fryer moved 5 for 76. I have to think about when I was the most nervous tonight. I think it was Pittsburgh driving. Uh, Bernard carted off. The injuries that had happened already, and Micah Hyde grabbing his right knee. Yep when the, the Steelers were, like, at the Bills 25, and tons of time. But, again, they ran the ball there, and I will get that Christmas card in the mail in the next 10 months. The Bills over the Steelers, 31-17, on to round two, Kansas City next week, Sunday 6.30, this week, Sunday 6.30. Uh, Houston at Baltimore in the other AFC Divisional Round game, Saturday, 4.30. Baltimore, an early 9.5-point favorite against the upstart Texans, the Bills, two and a half or three. It's all taking shape right now. We still have Sean McDermott to come. His press conference will be brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at northtownauto.com. Next, at 716-803-0550, the first response from the fans, brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy, first and faster to any size disaster. Visit teamluzzy.com. How's your back? after having to lift and move all that snow so you could sit down at the stadium <laughs> for this game, having paid for your ticket. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here on to round two. Back with your calls next. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Blitz coming. Allen steps up in the pocket, going to take off and run. Has the first down and more to the 40, to the 35, 30. Breaks away. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Josh Allen. Yeah, give him a flex, Josh. You just schooled them with their back turn for a huge touchdown run of 47 yards. 
electric play of the game is brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai for an electrifying performance. Check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. Yeah, that was uh, that was the moment I'll bet most Bills fans thought, oh my gosh, they are blowing this team out of the stadium like so much blown snow through your snowblower. And uh, it took a turn and it got tight, but man, what a play by Allen. What a play. That and or I'm so glad I'm here, right? Like that run was, I'm so glad I'm here. This is what you pay the money for. This is why you run all those laps. This is why you lift all those weights <laughs> to be able to you move all that snow to go to this game, you know, make those sacrifices and say you just like New England in the playoffs two years ago and a handful of other games, right? Just sort of this is uh, why we love it. I wrote down. So I'm watching the game on TV, Bulldog, and I wrote down four things from that drive, which ended on that run. So that was the fourth. The first was, oh, look who it is. It's Roger Goodell and Curtis Martin in a suite. At this, Of course, why would it not be Roger Goodell and Curtis Martin? Like, I don't know. I didn't assume Goodell would be at this game, but sure, and there he is sitting next to Curtis Martin. Like, I don't know why that was a thing, but it was. The second was, Stephon Diggs takes a drink from a Steelers water bottle. <laughs> right. And no one does anything. That's not unsportsmanlike conduct. That's not, I, you get punched in the face. I saw him right away do that, and thought, is there going to be a flag, a late flag coming in here? Because that's, that's taunting, isn't it? I don't know. I don't, I it is, it, it I, is when they say it is. I guess, right. Maybe nobody noticed it. I don't know. But I, I, I thought they got away with one there. Cameron Hayward noticed it, who was sitting right in front of Diggs when he did it, and nobody he has to walk through like 10 Steelers people to get back on the field. Nobody even knows what happened. Diggs is just drinking out of the Steelers' water. Like, that's not a thing that matters. The third was James Cook limps off, so there's a short pass to Cook who struggles to try to gain an extra yard, and he's got, like, some discomfort, knee, ankle, gets the cape coat, and then boom. Josh Allen, third and eight, 52-yard run. The Steelers look like they don't want to be there. They're they're cold at this point. Did you did you notice Patrick Peterson on that play? I mean, there's there's probably plenty to go around, but he before that, I didn't write it down like you. I'm not. I guess I'm not as professional. Um, there was a oh, play wow. earlier in this game where Peterson to me looked like he just did not want any part of it. And if you, I'm sure you'll see that highlight a thousand times. Uh, watch 20. Like, he just, yeah, I don't need to tackle that guy. Like, he just, it's, it, he didn't have, like, a direct shot at him, but he definitely did not work to get in the way. He just sort of watched it happen. That's not so why I, you signed me. No, right, right, right. I think there's probably, you know, maybe there were some, look, they were game enough. It, it got tight. Uh but, boy, at that point, there had to be some guys that were questioning their life decisions. Like, tw- 21 nothing, six foot five, 250-pound freight train quarterback running at me. I, yeah, and it's zero degrees. I'm good. Not the first time we've ever seen that kind of thing. But guess what? You will not see it next week. Agree? No, I don't think you'll see it next week. And, and look, the injuries, I mean, I'm already just thinking about, you know, Dorian Williams and A.J. Klein patrolling the middle of the Bills defense against the Chiefs and I there's I got a little bit of panic. I mean, we'll see what we hear about the injuries, but I mean, Bernard needed a cart. 
Um, well, so, phew, tough. You're probably, I guess, optimistically getting Dodson back. This is where we are. I mean, mm-hmm. in September, who's Terrell Dodson? Like, just what? But he had an excellent season and was unable to go today. You hopefully are getting Douglas back. But you lost Benford in this game, mm-hmm. and I don't know. We'll have Sean McDermott here shortly, and McDermott might tell you something, or he might do what he often does, which is I haven't talked to the trainers yet because yeah. that's, you know, safe. My money's, my money's uh, on if that. If not also true. My money is on that, yeah. De- yeah. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. 31-17 Bills over the Steelers Sunday, 6-30. Don't miss it. Kansas City at Buffalo and maybe Taylor Swift if that uh, is a thing you care about. Let's uh, start with some phone calls. Again, the uh, usual weekly apology in advance. Once McDermott starts, we are directed to shut down your phone call and go right to the Bills head coach. Let's uh, see what you've got. Here's Andrew with us. Hi, Andrew. Hey, guys. I appreciate you uh, taking my call tonight. Uh, just a, You're just welcome. A few quick things. Just a few quick things. Listen, I know all six of my Twitter followers are uh, very aware that I'm critical of Sean McDermott. Uh, but with the Bernard injury and all the injuries we've had this season, I am unbelievably impressed with the way he's been able to uh, get this defense up and playing. They've been absolutely stellar. Uh, Want to know your thoughts on that. Uh, last thing before I let you go, green or red? Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Oh, wow. Well, I went green last week. I don't know if I won. I don't have a stack of chips in front of me, Bulldog. Um, would anybody disagree or contest his point about McDermott? Really? Like, who would? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been the the tail end of this season and into tonight. It's been, it, I mean, there's not, it, it's impressive. It's very impressive. And maybe pleasantly surprising that they were able to pull together as well as they have. But I, I just don't know. You know, I know we might have sounded this way when Milano got hurt and Daquan Jones got hurt and Trey White had been hurt the week before and they regrouped. They don't have a lot of time to regroup here. And to me, Bernard is the, is the, is the biggest loss of the bunch here. Like, if Benford's hurt, you make a good point. Douglas was close to being able to play. wasn't even ruled out on Friday, even though he didn't practice all week. So hopefully you get him back and you can get through with him and Dane Jackson and, you know, if Elam has to be up again and, and, you know, playing meaningful snaps, hopefully you can get through it. Bernard has been just a revelation in the middle of that defense for them. And I think his loss, I I just – I'm worried about A.J. Klein – um, you know, and Travis Kelsey and yeah. uh, Isaiah Pacheco. And, like, that is that is a team that is not going to hand it to Najee Harris when they're down by 20 points. Um, <laughs> so you're going to have to be on point. And, you know, I, I'm not here to rule Bernard out, but the cart and x-rays, ankle, I mean, I don't know um, what the best-case scenario is there, but I just find it hard to fathom he'll be good enough to get back on the field next week. Um, In less I than think six a, days. He's a big, he's a big, to me, he's a big loss. Uh, so hopefully McDermott can keep working the magic he's been working, but it gets harder. How about Kyer Elam? So re- when did you realize Kyer Elam was going to be a part of this thing? For me, it was the play where he gets exactly trucked, run over <laughs> by Pat Fryermuth. Right. One or two plays before his interception, like, uh-oh, He's well, been kind of the one the one guy 
where you haven't wanted to necessarily give the benefit of the doubt that, all right, well, it's Sean McDermott's defense, so it won't be a problem. I mean, they have sat Elam for so much of this season despite his draft status. Then he makes a great play on that interception. Like, there is no time. That is – yeah. Sorry. I'm just going to say that that is ball skills. That is first-round pick stuff. Like, he – the 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 pass I wanted the pass for the Steelers' sake to be thrown earlier, but Johnson doesn't make the cut, and Elam just like right on time. He's covering his man perfectly, turns, and the ball is there. Not only does he make the catch, but he gets down inbounds for that interception. He did drop another one later, uh, but that's a huge play. It was a huge play. I, I was eager to interrupt you there to remind you that the play in between him getting run over by Firemuth and the interception is an interference call. On right. him, <laughs> so like you you know you know you notice Kyrie Elam he gets run over and then maybe the next play is the interference and then I think there was another play or two in between before the INT but it was a hell of a sequence, um, and so yeah I I did not I was not aware that Benford had gotten hurt at that point I don't know if they came up on the broadcast I don't think it did at least on TV uh, that he was out suddenly here's Kyrie Elam and eventually we heard about Benford. Uh, so yeah, that was a that was a ride that drive for him. Yeah, and as the Steelers were lining up for that pass, that would be the Elam interception. I'm looking at it; it's one on one with Deontay Johnson. Like they're throwing to Deontay Johnson. Any team that knows what it's doing, it's either going to be to the front pylon or a fade or a slant or like the touchdown he scored later. Just some sort of a way to attack Elam, and they do, and he makes the interception there. So good. All right, let's go to Joe next. Hi, Joe. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I'm just curious. I'm a little bit worried about next week. Do you think if we get some rain, we might be able to get the governor to cancel? Okay, great. Uh, Steven next. Hi, Steven. Yeah, good evening. Uh, Okay, so first of all, it was getting scary with the injuries that Buffalo was sustaining on defense when the Steelers got within one score. But I heard Dane Jackson in his interview after the game, and he said, we just had to step up and overcome that. Now, I got to say this about the offense. The two most outstanding plays, as far as I'm concerned, was number one, Khalil Shakur. That TD, once he got the reception, that's phenomenal. And then, of course, Josh Allen with that 52-yard run. And I don't want to hear anything about any other quarterback in the league. Josh Allen is the number one quarterback, and he proved that tonight with four TDs that he was responsible for. So, you know, I'm hoping Rasul Douglas will be able to get back in. I'm like you. I'm concerned about, you know, Bernard, and uh, I think Specter. He was out too. Right. So, you know, right. I hope that you know Buffalo can regroup, and they've only got six days. But let me say this. I'm expecting this now because, like Joe and Jeremy were saying this morning, I wanted the Bills to win and the KC Chiefs to win as well because this now has going to force Mahomes to have to play on the road in the off season, And I think Buffalo is going to take their headdress, their Chiefs headdress, take it off Mahomes' head, stomp it on the ground, and light it up so they get some heat, and then send back to their little kingdom and then go on to the championship that's where i see this going for buffalo all right well you've really you've really thought this through you've Um, you've painted a picture 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I yeah. On behalf of everyone listening, thank you for painting that picture, by the way. Yeah, it needed to be painted. Someone it had needed to, do to be that painted, work, and I, and I wasn't going to do it. Not look, that. you know, <laughs> you, you, the, the, these can both be true. Josh Allen is great. It's possible that he's not the only great quarterback in the league, right? Do we have to at least acknowledge the possibility of that being true? What you've got now in the AFC, which football fans, the millions of football fans who don't care who wins between Buffalo, Kansas City, Baltimore, and Houston, the vast majority of football fans have got to love how this lays out, where you have Mahomes and Allen, it's a rivalry, it's fun that the game is in Buffalo this time for once, and I mean, it's amazing for Bills fans and the Bills. And then you have Lamar Jackson, the likely two-time MVP, and C.J. Stroud, who is maybe in that class already as a rookie, one of the like literally one of the very best rookie quarterback seasons the league has ever seen. And they win in the playoffs by 28 or whatever it was. I mean, just a blowout of the Browns, who people respected. That's not bad. If you want to say whether you love the Bills or you're just sort of neutral, I mean, bring on Kansas City. I mean, I I feel that. I mean, it's been years of talking about the Chiefs, losing to them in the playoffs, and here it is in Buffalo. The Bills are a a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite. Baltimore's favored by ten. Like, you wanted Kansas City, good for you. You you could have gotten Houston here. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I I would have gladly – look, I'll embrace the the Kansas City thing and them having to come here, but, like, you – you, that, that kind of bravado, you know, I'm sorry, I would want, well, it's not a fact, it's my opinion. I, I think a lot of objective football fans would agree, even fans who are relishing this opportunity to have the Chiefs come here. It's a hard, it's a much harder game than playing the Houston Texans. Uh, it, just, it just, it has to be. Uh, and, you know, maybe C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins and, and Devin Singletary will, will shut me up about that if they go in and surprise Baltimore. But, yeah, I mean, come on, of course. If if you want to say Allen's the best, who who's next? Mahomes. So and, and and you know there's no easy pickings out of these four guys that are left here, like you just said. But Mahomes is is that guy. Uh, they've won it twice. He's been the MVP. Yes, they've never had to do this. Come here. Come anywhere. Go anywhere for a playoff game. So that's a new challenge for them. Um, but it's that's not that that's today should have been an easy game. And it mostly was. Got a little tense, and the injuries are what really take a lot out of you watching this game, and maybe even for the players, too. Kansas City is the test. It really doesn't count, by the way, as a road playoff game when you play the Super Bowl in Tampa against the Buccaneers. I guess not. Here's Sean McDermott. And uh, to get people here and, and here safely. Um, I know it didn't stop snowing hard around here, at least until about 4 a.m. this morning. So I thought it was an admirable effort um, by everyone involved to get this this game uh, ready to be played in, in the streets, sidewalks, the roads, even getting here um, cleared off. So uh, in, inside the Bills organization, Andy Major, uh, Josh Zerlikowski, Aaron Ramella, and their respective staffs, I'd like to thank Governor Hochul. Um, it's always hard to make decisions, and I think you know the way that she put the the safety of the public first uh, above the game. I think that just shows shows a lot about who she is and and uh, and her care for people. Um, 
all those who helped in the snow removal uh, around this facility, around the stadium, and like I mentioned, the roads as well. Um, I was, I looked out my window a few times yesterday and um, it was hard to see. So everyone that was out there working hard on the, on the public's behalf to make it safe to get to the game today. And then uh, Bill's Mafia showed up. I know that there wasn't always uh, clean seats to sit on, uh, but it didn't seem like it mattered to them. So uh, I applaud, applaud Bill's Mafia for, for showing up the way that they did in the fashion that they did. So um, always great to get a win, hard to win in the NFL, in particular in the playoffs. Thought our guys stepped up. Uh, we were, had some guys getting banged up during the game. Uh, we answered, we countered when we needed to counter. Um, and uh, good to get a win. So with that, I'll turn it over to you with your questions. I know you've made it a point to next man up all season long when guys have gone down. But what does Terrell Bernard mean to your defense? And what's the kind of status of that injury? Yeah, and as far as the injuries go, I don't know the status. I uh, have not had a chance to stop in on with Nate there and, and check up on uh, the latest, if you will. So, uh, but what TB means, I mean, he's, I think it speaks for itself. And in, in the year that he's had uh, as a young player stepping in with basically no experience and leading our defense, uh, not only being productive, but also the leadership aspect of the job, that middle linebacker position um, does a lot for our defense. Sorry to let the come off the couch and do <laughs> Yeah, sorry. It's, uh, I mean, it's like a guy going on, you know, the Griswolds. He's going on vacation. Right, uh, and we stopped him. Um, I think just short of uh, Wally World, and he and he came back and and he uh, put the uniform on and to go out there and play. I think that's uh, that's pretty special right there. So I applaud applaud AJ for that, and um, pretty remarkable. I should applaud his family as well for letting him come back too. So. Over the years, you've always said. Josh needs to be smart when he runs, and he needs to avoid taking hits. And then he does that. So what do you say to him after a play like that? Yeah, it's Josh. I mean, just I think it was even Joe on the headset going, get down, get down. And then he goes and scores. And he's like, I mean, I mean, go score, right? So <laughs> now that's, that's Josh doing some of what Josh is known for. And um, you know, so it's, it's everything in moderation. John, can you talk about Khalil Shakir and how he's evolved? I mean, the, the play, the touchdown. Yeah. But, I mean, he's become a really reliable option. Oh, he has. He's just, um, you know, again, I, there was, I was watching a little bit of television last night, watching another playoff game um, with the young uh, receiver the Rams have and, and how he's, they said he's not a great tester or this and that. He's a football player. And I think that's if you measure Khalil by playing the game of football, uh, I think he's a pretty, pretty special player. Uh, and person, for that matter, and I think one feeds the other. So um, I think more people need to start measuring um, some of those things as opposed to some of the measurables and, and find true football players. You know, you mentioned the fact that he has a family vacation plan, but then he comes in, you get him back, and then he runs the scout team all week. Yeah. Then he has to come in and, and finish the game for you guys. I mean, that is not a natural week for a player. I mean, what can you say about that? Yeah, only AJ. I mean, he's his career getting drafted where he was drafted in terms of um, the round he was drafted in. He's always believed in himself. Um, you know, he, he, he sat somewhat behind Luke for, for a long time in Carolina, then blazed his own 
trail in, in New Orleans there for a little bit as well. And it was fun to watch him from a distance at that point. And, and then to have the opportunity to get him up here to Buffalo over the last couple of seasons at times. Um, and then to, you know, to basically say goodbye to him a few weeks ago, maybe a month it was. Um, um, my timeline may not be accurate on that. But then to call him and say, hey, no. Um, you know that retirement thing he was talking about, like, or you were talking about. Let's let's um, let's put that off a little bit here. So, hey, everything happens for a reason. God works in mysterious ways, and uh, very fortunate that that he came back. Sean, I know you could have to get you had to be two two dimensional in this game. James Cook had been a little bit struggling since the Dallas game for sure. To get him back on track today, how important was that to what you did? Yeah. Um, it's always important that you can stay two-dimensional. Uh, I thought James ran with purpose tonight. Um, you know, you could tell by the tilt of his pads he was he was uh, he was ready to go. So um, and we need more of that. Yeah. Um, again, another player that's um, gone through a journey uh, this season like we have as a team and um, the mental skill it takes to stay confident and believing in oneself and then to go out there and execute. And this is not executing in a preseason game and working oneself back. This is executing at, uh, at a level of playoff, of playoff football. And that's even faster normally than, than a regular season game. So um, I thought he did a real good job. And that was a big play for us. Michelle, how close was it for both Tyrell and Russell to be able to play today? Uh, probably not fair for me to say. I don't really know for sure days, week, you know, day. I don't think it week. I don't know, but um, it, I just it just wasn't close enough. It was probably closer, um, maybe for maybe for Tyrell, um, but I don't know that for sure. How would you describe your defense health-wise? I know that there's still some unknowns because you don't know exactly what happened to your guys, but I think at least in general Well, that's a heck of an opponent. Um, we'll have to regroup tomorrow uh, as a staff. And uh, I know some of our staff has already been working on the Chiefs. And um, that's kind of what you do is you, as a position coach, you, you're able to look ahead a little bit. We'll just have to sit down with Nate tomorrow and just try and see who's healthy and um, when they'll be healthy, if they're not healthy, and, and, uh, and then see what what jersey numbers we have and, and, and kind of go from there, I think. So. What has to happen for AJ to go from where he did to having the green dot specifically? Because there are some things that have to be done with the helmet, right? I mean, are yeah. there some things that, like, are things being done on the fly? On are the you talking about during the game? Yeah. Yes, yes. The equipment staff did a great job, Jeff Mazurk and his staff, and our communications people, Dan Evans and, and his staff as well. That's a, that's a hard thing to get done as quickly as they did, and, and uh, they did a great job. Uh, resilience has been used a lot right down the stretch on the push for the playoffs. Yeah. And, and tonight, you've got guys going down on defense. That game's getting close. And the offense goes on that drive, and Khalil uh, scores. I guess how much of whatever identity you formed or what you went through during that end of season push played into this game tonight and helped you? Yeah, I think that fabric, you know, you kind of you, you, you draw from that, right? Um, when, you, when you're building that. 
that fabric during the season through different challenges, adversity, the journey. Um, that's what you lean on in, in situations like we had tonight. Um, and we'll have to do it going forward, quite honestly, So, because um, it doesn't look like we're getting any healthier. John, for better or worse, you're a team that's used to having games moved <laughs> to different days, to different cities. How did you lean on that past experience this time around? Yeah, um, I was glad that we didn't have to move locations. I was started to get a little bit worried about that. Um, you know, you play all season long to earn a home playoff game, and um, not only for our sake, but for our fans' sake. Um, and so, you know, you want to reward Bills Mafia for for doing what they do all season long, right, in, in our community around here. And um, no, the experience of having games moved and, and some of the, like, contingency plans, it definitely came into play in that experience in terms of, um, you know, when you look at it a little bit, be, we, we weren't even able to meet yesterday uh, we met on Zoom. So so Saturday after the walkthrough, within 30 minutes maybe, the word came out that there was, um, that the game was going to get moved. So we just tried to get everybody together from a leadership standpoint. There was about eight of us. Um, and then we put a plan in place so that the players could feel as comfortable as possible. Um, and then uh, that was that was Saturday. So that became our Friday. And then the next day became our Saturday. The only challenge was we weren't able to, because of the travel ban, we weren't able to meet. So we met over Zoom. Um, and we even had a five-minute uh, team stretch over Zoom. I know it sounds funny. Um, but we just wanted to get the players. We needed, felt like we needed to get the players moving. And Coach Ciano and his staff did a great job of leading a stretch from home. Um, so if anyone's looking for an individual workout program, we've recorded it. So you guys can use it if you need it. Um, um, and then last night, again, holding out hope that we could get everybody back in for for those nightly meetings to get into a little bit of a routine. And um, just with the conditions the way they were, didn't think it was right. And then the ban was still in, in, in place there. So we Zoomed again. Uh, we had a normal course of meetings with our chapel service, our, our mass on Zoom. And then we did team meeting, O&D, and special teams all, all over Zoom. And then the guys didn't even stay at the hotel last night. They stayed at home um, for the obvious reason of, of the uh, conditions the way they were. So wow, it's speaking of home playoff games, um, how nice is it that, for once, the Chiefs have to come here. You, have to, you get to host them yeah. at Highmark Stadium next you, week you, instead of going out to Arrow. <clears throat> yeah, it's nice that we don't have to travel. Um, I think that's big. And then to play in front of our fans again. and. Um, you know, we have a lot of respect for, for Andy Reid and in their, in their program, and we've had our battles over the years, and, and this will be another one, I'm sure. And um, I mean, you watch what they did the other night. I mean, they were dominant. So um, we've got to get our rest and try and get a little bit healthier if we can, and then and get ourselves ready to go again. John, there's been a bit of turbulence in the kicking game down the stretch of the season. Where's your confidence level in that unit as a whole moving forward? Yeah. No, it's high. I mean, when you look at those guys, I know that they've had some moments here, and um, you know, um, I know that those guys are, they've made a lot of kicks over the years, T-Bass in, in this case, and, and Sam. So, um, you know, fully confident in those two and, and, and Reed as well. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, Brandon and I spoke about that. We need to get a better feel for where Sam is and, uh, and then go from there. 
Yes, uh, definitely so. I feel like um, that resilient nature that I, that I was asked about earlier, um, it's kind of what we do, right? Um, even with the snow situation over the last, I don't know, call it 36, 48 hours, right? So for these guys staying at home and Zooming, it's like, okay, just tell me what's next, right? So I think that's, uh, that just speaks to the types of players and, and people we have. John, what do you do during the Zoom stretch? Do you just watch? No, I got up on? and I stretched with them. Uh, I did, uh, yeah, I, I did. Uh, if I, listen, if I'm going to ask them to do it, I'm going to do it with them. Uh, it wasn't pretty on my on my part, I can tell you, uh, but I was up there. I thought about wearing my workout gear on top of that, but I didn't want to, you know, make light of the situation. So um, um, just to get get them to laugh and everything. But um, no, it was it, it was uh, interesting. I'll just say that interesting. You know, some guys didn't want to have their their cameras on, so we made them turn their cameras on so we could see them actually moving. Um, you know, it's real easy. They're, they're human just like we are, right? And real easy to sit at home, watch the snow, you know, sit on the couch, um, eat food, eat more food, and next thing you know, you got to roll, you know, roll the ball's out here and it's teed up and it's ready, you got to ready, ready to play a football game. So um, I thought they did a great job. What's your workout here? My workout here? Yeah, I was going to, I was going to like really take it to the extreme to get, get these guys to laugh and, and have some fun with it. Hey, it, you know, I think that's part of it too is, you know, just trying to, Make, make it fun, um, kind of a bonding experience for us. I mean, whoever thought, and I told the guys this, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever thought if when I signed up to be a head coach that I'd be leading or in part, part of a stretch, a team stretch over Zoom the night before a game um, or the day before a game. So got to do what you got to do, right? Okay. I'm sorry? We didn't do music. That's, we should have, though. Maybe next time. Maybe this week. Thanks, guys. All right. I mean, uh, who knew a team could win a game in their own stadium when they didn't have to meet at a hotel uh, the day before? Like, wow, amazing that they didn't just drink and, you know, gorge all night on, on everything in the fridge. But they turned the cameras on to make sure these guys did their five-minute stretching or whatever he said it was. This is going to be I – mean, I know we got to get to a break here. This is the only opportunity I'll probably ever have to ask this question. Am I the only one – Listening to McDermott talk about putting on his workout gear, imagining him in like a, an Olivia Newton-John getup from like the the phys, from the eighties. Anyone else? Anyone? Yes, yes, Bulldog. Sh- you are the only one. But, what I'm wondering is, isn't he always in workout gear? What is he wearing? Khaki pants? What? What? If he's always in workout gear, isn't he? Like, what was he going to go change into? I don't know. These are the questions that sometimes remain unanswered. Uh, sadly. But I had flashbacks to my kids in gym class three years ago doing Zoom Zoom call gym classes when they weren't allowed in school. Anyway, 31-17, Bills on to the divisional round. Kansas City here Sunday, this Sunday, 6.30. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Let's take a break. Long overdue, right, TJ? This is Buffalo Bills football. Back to pass, looking left, pressure coming. Fires down the seam, complete to Kincaid for a touchdown. Well, the answer doesn't get much quicker than that. A 29-yard laser from Allen to Kincaid. Touchdown, Buffalo. That is the second of two Josh Allen, second of three, excuse me, Josh Allen touchdown passes on the evening. That one to Dalton Kincaid. 
preceded by a touchdown pass to Dawson Knox and followed by one to Khalil Shakir somewhere in there. All Allen did was rumble for 52 yards and a touchdown himself. So ho-hum, four touchdowns on the day. Eye on the Quarterback is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, welcome back. Post-game coverage, Bills over the Steelers, 31-17. That's a cover, I believe, as well. Um, Sean McDermott, very interesting, lengthy press conference there. A lot about the logistics of the game being moved and some interesting things about what the Bills did about it. He did say earlier that he did not have enough time, that was his way of putting it, to check in with the trainer uh, about the many injuries on the Bills. If you believe that, fine. Ian Rappaport has had enough time to do it. And McDermott said he had enough time to talk to Brandon Bean about whether he doesn't have a punter for Sunday. So, you know, do do what you want. Uh, Bulldog, there's a lot here this week, and it's a short week. So Bernard, of course, Rappaport said ankle sprain, not exactly ruling him out, but, man, that looked like a serious thing. Dodson status, I mean, Benford, and, of course, Rasul Douglas, and that's just defense, and Taylor Rapp, and there's more. Balen Spector, who, like, before the Miami game last weekend, I wasn't thinking about Balen Spector at all. Suddenly he's out like, oh, no. (laughs) it's, it's, It's incredible what's going on on that defense, really. I mean, the offense is mostly intact. They had a scare there with Connor McGovern tonight, and Diggs was down for a little bit. Looks like he probably just got the wind knocked out of him. I guess easy for me to say. Uh, from my vantage point, but, boy, the defense is just taking hit after hit. To the phones once again, DJ is next. Hello, DJ. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, good Bills win. I just got a couple quick points. First, I, I, if we need them, I really hope they go sign Matt Ariza. I don't want to get into logistics why. I just felt like he was a, a guy the city really started liking. Unfortunately, what happened happened. But um, my three points are Kincaid. Kid played amazing for his first game in the playoffs. Um, Shakir reminds me a lot of a young Wes Welker, the way he gets on the ball, his running style, everything. And third, what were these refs looking at with that fumble? I don't understand it. The whole world watched it. I, I don't know if anybody got any news of why they didn't actually tell you why they just kind of made the call. And that was, that. I, I don't have news on why he didn't say more Carl Sheffers, but I completely understand what the call was. The call was made that the ball was fumbled out of bounds. It was pretty it's pretty broad, right? Like if a Bills player recovered it out of bounds or if the Steelers player Pat Fryermuth had happened to touch the ball while being out of bounds as it was loose, right. That's all under the same umbrella. That's definitely what they settled for, you know, uh, not clear and ob- so-called clear and obvious evidence to the contrary. That was that was the call. Easy. Yeah, I, I thought right away there was a chance, and, and maybe this is what they saw. I don't know if they had a different angle than we had, but if they made the call, I couldn't discern whether the ball hit Firemuth's helmet while his hand was out of bounds or not. It was really close. If the ruling originally was that they thought that's what happened, I don't think I would understand not overturning it based on the video evidence. Like, there wasn't clear evidence that it didn't hit his helmet. So, you know, it's a tough, tough break. And then you're out of challenges, and it's the first quarter of the game. If you're watching it in slow motion, or even at full speed, potentially, and you had to decide, forget what the protocol is, what was the right call, the Bills should have had the ball, I think. that was The, the right call was probably that it didn't touch Friar Muth. You didn't see evidence that it had. But, you know, 
the refs got away with it. They didn't. They weren't specific in the first place, and <laughs> either in the second. Yeah, no explanation uh, whatsoever. Right. No, no. I don't have to tell you. It's like you know, listening to the coach. I don't have to tell you, so I won't. Let's go to Brad next. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. Uh, Bulldog, thanks for taking the call, man. I was actually going to call about that same thing with Spectre, but uh, I'm down here in Pittsburgh. Been a lifelong Bills fan, living here for years, and uh, thank God Josh Allen was uh, Superman tonight because I just I don't think I could have made it to work this week. You know, I wore Bills gear all last week, and uh, I'm going to do it again this week, obviously. So, big win for the Bills. Um, I was just going to talk about that Spectre. Uh, fumble recovery. Yeah. Well, good for you, right? Like you're in the crosshairs living in the other team's city, and you're repping the, the bills, and so you were uh, paid off. So good for you. Good for you for doing it, right? Others would not have been as courageous as Brad mm. and would have worn, you know, uh, Neutral. anything else. Neutral. Yeah. Switzerland. Would have worn. No, sorry. Yellow or green this week, but not bread. Cool. By the just, you know, you and I don't talk here when we're in separate locations, uh, but there was McDermott went through a lot of things with the Zoom call stuff and Mm -hmm. the game being moved. You and I have not talked about that in the first place. I have no objection to it. Of course it was the right thing to do to move the game a day. I mean, you would not have been able to go to this game had it been played yesterday. Who knows what it would have looked like on the field. I mean, just a disaster. <laughs> it, would, it would have been absurd, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the biggest thing I have on all that is is, is that I, I think the, the idea, and McDermott alluded to it, like there was a real possibility this game was going to get moved to Atlanta. The league was pushing for that. And the state and the bills and uh, the county had to – like stand firm and cooler heads prevailed, but the league did not want to postpone. They wanted to put both teams on airplanes and fly them to Atlanta to play this game in the one o'clock window yesterday is what the league wanted. And the, they got enough pushback and they folded and we got this game, you know, today as we, as we just saw. It might've been important that today is a holiday. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I I I feel um, I th- I think fans are should should feel like fortunate that they dodged that. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm assuming folks had a good time out there, but I wasn't the one having to you know snowplow my way through aisles to get to a seat that was covered in oh. snow. Um, so but you know I'm assuming you know the result and everything like it's one of those badge of honor type days. You know, I was in the stadium for that game. You know, good good right. Um. Uh, but really good job, I think, by everyone involved on this end to push back on the league and not let them move the game to Atlanta so CBS could have their 1 o'clock Sunday window. Right. The Bills over the Steelers in the playoffs. Wild, sorry, super wild card weekend, mm-hmm. 31-17. Twice Jim Nance. I mean, this is not a long-time concept here, super wild card weekend. Twice Jim Nance had super bowl wild card weekend, which um, – Unfortunately, I guess that was not binding because the Bills will still have to win two more games to make it to the Super Bowl. But they got this one. Kansas City will be here. That's the plan. We'll see if they go through with it, the Chiefs. I mean, they have never had to go on the road for a playoff game in the Patrick Mahomes era. Uh, probably they'll they'll do it this week, uh, but we'll have to wait and find out. Bills and Chiefs, the plan is 
kickoff Sunday at 6.30. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, back with more post-game discussion next. 716-803-0550 to join us. This is Buffalo Bills football. The middle complete on a crossing route to Shakir, who gets away from the tackler. Down to the 10, looking for the end zone, and he's in! Khalil Shakir did a disappearing act on the tackler, reversed his field, and found the end zone. Unbelievable! We, uh, we, we almost had a Ron Burgundy moment here. I mean, difference maker of the game is Mason Rudolph? Uh, difference maker of the game, Josh Allen. That was his third and final touchdown pass on the evening. He also ran for 74 yards and had a 52-yard touchdown score. The difference maker of the game is brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health. Well beyond insurance, learn more at redshirttreatment.com. So did you decide that Josh Allen would be called the difference maker of the game, or is this no, Michael, one where Eric I, Wood said that? I do not I do not get to decide such things. Uh, I have to make sure I hear, or TJ in this case, or often it's Zach, hears uh, Chris and Eric discussing okay. that. They, they anoint the uh, difference maker of the game, and I just follow suit. It's edgy, picking Allen. Yeah. It's a little bit out there, but okay. They're call. We're off the hook. We've gone with Mason Rudolph just now. I'll tell you that. Mason Rudolph. <laughs> we were close. <laughs> yes, yes. Back to your calls at 803-0550. That's 716-803-0550. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. We have Matt next. Hi, Matt. Hi. This is Matt from Lancaster. Um, cool. Cool. Little worried about Mahomes coming in next week. You're on your fourth and fifth corner, fifth and sixth linebacker. I really like the idea of having a coverage linebacker in Milano or Bernard, but missing them with the matchup in Kelsey. I mean, I guess Dodson's more of a run stuffer, but the idea of Dodson and Specter and Dane Jackson and potentially Kyrie Elam scares me a little bit at going up against Mahomes. Just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on that matchup coming up. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to have their work cut out for them if, if indeed they are down as many guys as were unavailable for this game tonight and then also got hurt tonight. Uh, we'll see, though. You know, I think Dodson and uh, Douglas were close enough to have a chance to even play in this game, but they decided to hold back. So hopefully, you know, with a game next Sunday, they're able to, to – uh, next Sunday. It's this coming Sunday. It's in six days. Um, you know, they'll get some reinforcements there, but I, I don't Yeah. Linebacker, like not, neither Dotson nor AJ Klein, uh, are adept in pass coverage. And so they could have a real, a real problem there. Like I, I also admire Klein you know, showing up and filling in and leading the team in tackles today, but it's a very different assignment going against the chiefs. And I think, um, you know, we'll just hope for some good news on the injury front. That's all you can do. No reason on Monday night to assume the worst when it comes to injuries. I would say that. Klein has a lot of experience, even against this team in the playoffs. So that's something that could help you. And Kansas City's pass offense has been challenged. I mean, it's been difficult for them this year. They've really had very few games, including Travis Kelsey, namely, where they've really gone off. So um, they do have the two extra days and I'm sure they were expecting the Bills. Uh, not that they have that much necessarily preparation to do, uh, 
when it comes to the Bills with so many previous meetings. But what will it look like? I think an interesting guy that they won't have for this game, thinking about like short, intermediate, over the middle, is Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon has been really important to them, especially in the playoffs, in their Super Bowl runs. He went on IR. He will not be available to them this week, and they really don't have a player like him. So maybe let's like somebody like Hardman or with their speed. They really just don't have uh, a substitute for him. And so I think you're looking at Kelsey, Rice on the edges mostly. And then after that, they have had no answer in terms of like a, a pass target. So I'm not sure it's like the worst matchup for the Bills. You have this problem. I think Baltimore would be a way worse team to play this week. With especially with Andrews back and likely and the way Jack I mean Jackson owns the middle of the field, so that's what Pittsburgh needed to do. But thankfully for the Bills, they ran Najee Harris up the middle and wasted two minutes. Just like they don't even know what the score is. Pittsburgh coaches like they don't know what the score of games is. I mean, you got to be a little bit thankful for that. But Baltimore doesn't. Kansas City doesn't. The Ravens are the really bad matchup uh, for the Bills defense. I think right now because of what they're so compromised in the middle. I don't even know if Hyde is healthy, Bulldog. I mean, he looked like he was ready to come off the field in -hmm. this game, but maybe he felt like he couldn't. Yeah, that's very possible. I mean, you got a lot of of numbers out there that you're not used to seeing. Um, And, again, like they they did their jobs and they've done their jobs, but it's a very, to me, different test. Everything you said, you know, is, is accurate. Um, about KC, they've not been who they've been previous years, but boy, you, you're you're looking at like there are points in this game where you got like a you got like a summertime lineup on the field, and that that could be tough in a playoff game against the Chiefs, even if it's here, not there. Gabriel, next, hi Gabriel. Hey, I'm here uh, with my dad Russ from Rochester. We're just coming back from the game, and I uh, just want to let you know, first of all, that we're two and zero in our Bills home game playoff appearances. So, uh, unfortunately, we can't make it next week. So, we'll have to get some luck elsewhere. But uh, I wanted to say that, you know, as far as the fans enjoying games like this, we had a blast. And I think I think anyone that, you know, should experience, like, for us, this is like a classic Bills game to go to. You want, oh, yeah. you want the coldest, snowiest, mm-hmm. you know, people throwing snowballs. It's a blast. And I, I think also with an advantage that it got put, uh, obviously, well, obviously that it stated as a home game but also that we didn't have to deal with the wind and, like, you know, extra variance. But uh, I'm wondering what you think about, like, are, do we have room for any, like, free agent signings? You know, obviously now the story is all these injuries. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know even who that would be at this point. Yeah, I think you're really, you're really in tough there. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, they may have to go find a punter. Uh, so we'll see about that. Um but I, I'd be surprised if they got someone off the street that was going to play. They may get they may get someone just to supplement if it's bad. Like if the news is is as bad as it could be, and they're down guys, they may need to find backups. Uh, but I, I you know I think only in the case of well the guy ahead of that person getting hurt in the game next Sunday that you know no one's going to show up off the street and help this team right. Is what how I would say it. I would be very surprised. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Thank you, Gabriel. More post game coverage next. The Bills over the Steelers today, thirty one seventeen. Kansas City 
next here Sunday, 6.30 kickoff this week. This is the Buffalo Bill. Through the divisional round, they have now won a playoff game in four consecutive seasons. The fact that they have not run won a road playoff game since Jim Kelly is not going to matter next week. The whole quest for the two seed that the Bills achieved by winning last Sunday night in Miami and then today. So it is home to Kansas City on Sunday, 6.30. You've got Houston at Baltimore to start the divisional round weekend Saturday at 4.30. Then it is Green Bay at San Francisco. What is it, 1990? Green Bay at San Francisco. (laughs) In the divisional round, Jordan Love, what a performance by the Packers. Sunday at 3, Detroit hosts the (laughs) – here is it – the winner of tonight's game, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay, which the Buccaneers lead five and a half minutes to go in the first half, 16-3. Four scoring drives already by the Bucs, just a field goal for the favored Eagles, and then it'll be Chiefs-Bills. Not bad. No, should be good, and, you know, maybe the biggest trick the Bills will have this week, short week, not a lot of rest, all these injuries. I mean, we talk about during the postgame show managing the game. Managing the roster is going to be a thing, but managing the game is brought to you by the financial guys, West New York's one-stop financial shop. Uh, it's going to be tricky. Uh, we'll see if they if they have to supplement with anyone. They've got to go find a punter maybe. Uh, if Martin isn't able to recover in time to go, he did punt only one time, right, after that injury on the block field goal. Um, that seemed to go okay, but, you know, easy for me to say. Yes. It looked like a normal punt the whole halftime. Uh, even Nancy Romo, it was talked about like he was dead. And then they needed to punt, or they chose to punt in the third quarter pretty early, and he punted it. And it went 40 yards, and there was no run back, and, like, you know, easy game, I guess. But, um, yeah, next week could be different. But who who can't relate? I mean, I'm 52. Who can't relate to, finally, for once in your career, you have to really run as a football right. player. <laughs> and you grab the back of your – he's carrying that hand warmer thing in his hand. How did that look like football at all? He's carrying hand warmer, and he grabs the back of his leg. I mean, holy cow, it's an SNL skit at that point. (laughs) It was tough, tough, tough. Hopefully everybody's going to get better and heal quick. Right. I, I believe sources say we have Steve next. Hello, Steve. Hey, uh, Mike Show Bulldog, man. You guys are great. I listen to you guys every single day, man. And um, I, real quick, I got a uh, question um, about depth. Where do you guys think that we are in terms of depth over the last three years? Do you think we're right at par, or do you think that we're, you know, better? I mean, I think that this is about where we we, – because normally we see Micah – and Poyer out by this time of the year, especially in the playoffs. Um, we've elevated uh, A.J. Klein today. Uh, where do you think we are in terms of, like, do you think that we're doing, like, you know, well? Or do you think that we're um... – Well, they've done, they've done as good a job with the roster, with the replacement players filling in, for injured guys, key men, they've done about as well as I think you could have possibly have asked them to do or expected them to do, but it might get stretched even thinner this week. I, I mean, if, if you're asking me, have they done enough 
if they don't have someone to replace Balin Specter, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I mean, you're 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 already you're already too you're pretty far into the roster if that guy is on the field and helping you, or, or certainly at least at the very least not hurting you. Um, you know, I I, I it, I'm not going to be critical if they don't find their way to people to replace these men that that got hurt on you know Monday night and they got to play a game next Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sean McDermott's ability to keep the defense upright, and that might be understating it, is a huge story this year. It's the very reason why I thought by mid-October that their their Super Bowl dreams, dreams were probably already dashed because of their injuries on defense, and here we are. I mean, they're, they're two games away from, from making it. I, I don't believe McDermott when he says he didn't have time in an hour before his press conference to have a word with the trainer. Of course he had a word with the trainer. He knows how everybody's injury is sitting going into next week, but, you know, it's easier to say I didn't have time for that. But in terms of his coaching, he's done phenomenally. I mean, even Spectre, but Dodson as well. Even Bernard. Remember when yeah. Bernard was like a nobody when they'd lost Edmonds and Milano gets hurt and then he's going in there and making plays? Like, really, the whole year has been about that. His defensive line sort of gets taken for granted, I think. Oliver and Rousseau and the play up front. He's got Daquan Jones back. Like, it's really been an excellent job. So... I think with with Kansas City, what is left for McDermott or Andy Reid to show to the other? Like, what what is in the bag at this point between these two teams? They have met in the playoffs twice. They have met in the regular season four times. So it's the seventh meeting since, you know, three years and two months ago. Uh, I don't know. It's a really interesting game. It always is, but just sort of what is left tactically – Maybe there's not much, and you just sort of have to see what your players can do execution-wise against the other because they are so familiar with each other, like Diggs and Sneed and what Kelsey is, and just like, man, it's so good. It's so good. Um, so there's always, like, the tactical side of things when it comes to coaches. But uh, I don't know what Reed and McDermott, who know have known each other for decades, even have left to sort of – put forth to the other that can be in any way surprising uh well can't wait to find out though right should be pretty hot should be pretty, pretty hot. hot bill bills and chiefs sunday mike show and the bulldog here to the locker room next this is the buffalo bills radio network bills over the steelers 31 17 mike show and the bulldog with you bills and chiefs in orchard park sunday 6 30 hope you're free for it Let's get to the locker room. Hearing from Khalil Shakir, his late touchdown put this game on ice. It's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. I don't know. We practice a, a ball security drill um, a once a week, and it's a, I think called like stumble bump or something. You hold it, hold the ball, and put your hand down, and someone's punching at the ball, and. Um, I guess repetition and, and, and doing what you practice shows up in games. So, what do you call it? Stumble and punch. Like stumble, stumble something. It's a funny name. Rob, uh, Rob says it. Yeah, stumble something. But uh, the gist of the drill is, you know, just ball security, putting that hand on the ground, keeping yourself up. That was a little different um, angle the way it happened, but um, yeah, that's props to that drill. Could you just walk us through that play? I mean, was it just a 
shallow cross, right? Did you see them blitz? But they were blitzing. Or? Yeah, just a shallow cross. My job is to get across the field and show eyes. If they do bring any sort of blitz, and Josh put it right on me, and um, I don't know, dude hit me, and I was able to just stay up and, and make a play from there. And you know, everyone else um, continuing to play as well. Everyone else finishing the play, throwing blocks, um, and then I was able to get in the end zone. Sounds good. You're relating it back to a drill that you worked in practice, but play like that, it comes down to instincts, doesn't it? I guess. I mean, I, I felt he, he didn't wrap up. And um, like I said, I mean, it's all when you're out there, everything's moving so fast, you're just reacting. So. Did you see the group play? I mean, Fitzpatrick, he had a pretty good game. He's like their best defensive player. I mean, to make a play on him is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw the replay. Um, a lot of the guys. Um, you know, we're, we're, we were celebrating, and um, it was just a, it was a good feeling, you know, to to get in the end zone and, and make a play like that. But again, um, that comes to 17, getting the ball, putting it right on the money, and uh, giving me the opportunity to make a play. Are you, uh, are you aware that that was a pretty big moment in the game too? Because it was a seven-point game at that point. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I get that question a lot, just from family and friends, as far as just you know, do you how how does it feel in moments like that? And and for me. Um, I try not to make it too big or not make it too little. You know, just just stay that, keep a steady head, um, and and stay in that that just right, that neutral mindset and that that kind of neutral headspace. And um, like I said, that ball comes to me, make a play. Stefan said earlier this week, sometimes when you make a big play, it looks like, or it's looked like you don't know how to react. But he says, as you continue to make the plays, you're kind of learning how to celebrate, for lack of a better phrase. Do you feel yourself being more and more comfortable in those moments as you experience them more consistently? Yeah. Um, I've said it a lot the uh, past couple weeks. is like the word comfortable doesn't really sit right with me. I don't know another another word for that. But, yeah, more repetition and, and being on the field more and getting more of a feel for the game. Um, you know, things just kind of you get more in that rhythm, you know. So. How does it feel? I know you said you want to keep yourself kind of grounded in the moment. But how does it feel to know that you're Back in those moments, is looking for you, and trust you. Yeah, I mean, 17. He's so different. He's just he's he's the best best quarterback in the league, um, hands down. Just what he's able to do, um, and yeah, in those moments like that, um, if it's a good feeling, of course, you know, it's something you know all the, all the work that that's been put in through off season until now, and, and, and gaining that trust with him, um, being in the right spot at the right time, and things like that. Um, it's a good feeling when it when it shows. Where were you on the touchdown? What were you doing? You, I don't know where you were. I was on the sideline, and I, my hands were on my head, and I was just jaw dropped. Just like, no. It, I was just like, wow. I, plays like that, man. That's He's just a freak of nature. Um, he's a guy that can make anything happen at any given time. And when you got a guy like that on your team, especially leading the team at, at quarterback, I mean, shoot, good luck. Khalil Shakir and the Bills, 31-17 winners over the Steelers. Kansas City here Sunday. Thanks for being with us tonight. Hopefully you're warm and safe, and we'll uh, talk, not even next week, this week here on the postgame show after Kansas City at Buffalo. Enjoy the rest of your night. Mike Schopen, the Bulldogs, signing off. This is Buffalo Bills football. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 